and you know those teams. Mm-hmm. You can see the difference. You know the teams oh, when, yeah. I mean, for a long time, your alma mater no, absolutely. walked on the field. Yeah. And it was like, Bama's here. For a decade. Yeah, Bama's here. At least. Let's go. I mean, yeah. I remember in the Pete Carroll years at SC, yeah. it was like, okay. So we've seen that in our college. Absolutely. You know, when I was here, not that we won a Super Bowl, but there was, like in 99, we expected to go out there and like, this is who we are. Um, and there were several times we were good, We had good football teams. Um, and that's where this team should be and how they should view it. Don't the, When it's done right, like I said, it doesn't mean you're complacent or you look ahead and are like, we got this in the bag. Just the opposite. It actually makes you want to invest in the process even more because you understand to be who you know you are and you are supposed to be, it takes preparation and everything that goes into it. So, um, there's just coming to some of the things I was thinking about this weekend, watching football, being mm-hmm. at the game last night. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the, about the second half of the season and, and going down the stretch. Pete Briscoe, CBS Sports senior writer with us now. We've had some uh, early tech things, but we're past that now, Pete. And welcome in on this Monday after the bye. I know, unlike Tony and I, you had to work all weekend long. How are you? I worked. Well, you know what the highlight of my weekend was, though, JP? Watching the USC quarterback cry. (laughs) The USC quarterback crying was the highlight of your weekend. Why am I I not shocked by that at all? What is that? What was that, Baselli? Your quarterback cried. His mom held him, and he cried like a baby. Petey's an emotional man. That's okay. a, that's a sign of strength in today's world, Pete. Yeah, well, you know, look, I get emotional too, and you get emotional ways. when the refrigerator doesn't have a food in it. Uh, what are you trying to say? I'm, I can't even eat barely anymore. What are you talking about? That old me, maybe, but you know what? The old you, too. So I don't know what you're talking about. But seriously, I, I was watching that game. It was, a, And you were at the game, weren't you? Yeah, I was there. I don't. I'm, it was fantastic. No, it was, it was terrible. Fantastic. It was a terrible football it was game. No. It was great to, for no. somebody to watch that. It was fantastic. Lincoln Riley has turned us into Texas Tech. What? Yeah, yeah we're Texas Tech. How? Oh, spread it around, go out of the shotgun, throw laterals, have the quarterback. Like, go watch. And I love Lincoln Riley. I mean, I'm just a frustrated <laughs> alumnus right now. But go watch our offense. Without Caleb Williams hmm. running around and breaking tackles and throwing it 50 yards off his back foot. The wide receiver's gone this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, they don't play any defense. No. They play no they, defense. They whacked the defensive coordinator today. They fired yeah, him. And, yeah. Well, you know what? Washington didn't play any defense either. I mean, it was it was it was amazing. But but Pete, the, the did you not agree? The kid's an amazing talent, Caleb Williams. He really is. But I don't know when you go into the crowd and start crying on with your, on your mommy after the game. That's a little much for me. But Pete, wouldn't you agree watching USC? And the, you can tell it's a bye week in the NFL because we're. <laughs> Talking about USC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that nothing is on schedule with their offense. It's all like give the ball to Caleb Williams and hope that he goes and and uh, yeah, makes some a play. of that on him too. Oh, I think it is. I think he's gotten into that because it's worked and he can get away with it. That's my that's my whole problem. Like you can't allow that. But we're not very he's good. Talented. Oh, he's, he's talented. super talented and he's a great dude. I actually I spent a weekend this off season with him. And I really like him. Um, I, I I don't get the whole. You know that he's emotional. 
I've cried after football games, in all seriousness, especially in college. I remember we lost to UCLA one time, and I was devastated. Uh, there's no crying in football. Okay, uh, Pete, I know, because you played, I know in high school when you were on JV, no, just, that, you didn't, not, that you didn't cry. cry. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to kill the kid for crying because he cares, and I have cried after a football game before. Were you wailing when you cried, or were you just like a little tear coming in your eye? I don't know, but there were tears coming down, so it's crying. And uh, did you see him wailing? I, the, everything I saw, he was hiding his face. Yeah, he's going like this. <laughs> he, like he was having a hard time, like a kid crying. <laughs> Maybe I'm a hard ass and, and, a, and, a, and a bad soul, but I just. Yeah, well, we know that. that. that <laughs> like we've no also argued. Yeah, we've argued over a football game one. like that. And what, by the way, he's lost games before. He hasn't. They were out of the national championship picture. He wasn't winning the Heisman. What was he crying for? What, what's the cry? Because he cares. Because of all that, probably. Because he cares. It wasn't his Pete. last game. He it cares. Wasn't his last game. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you can care and not cry. Yeah, you know, but you can. You also can cry. You also can. Washington, whose dad died last week. You also. Okay, I agree with you. But you also can cry because something's that important to you, and it doesn't make you soft or weak or anything else, Pete. I didn't say it. Yeah, you did. That's exactly what you were insinuating. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay, JP. I'm being serious now. I'm not asking, like, to choose who's right or wrong. Okay. But when you heard what Pete said, was he not insinuating that Caleb Williams is soft, and I don't know about him because he's crying, as he quote-unquote said, on his mommy's lap. Yeah, I I took it that way, Thank you. I must say. Okay, that's all I'm asking. I'm not saying who's right or wrong. Now I'm going to ask JP the other side of it. JP, what did you think of it? I thought, what is he? Twenty years old? Yeah, yes, twenty years old. He's not even—he's not even legal. He's to a drink. kid, right? He's a kid. He's twenty years old. And sometimes, uh, yeah, if your mom's there, you're going through some things, and it's not going like you want it. Uh, when you're twenty years old, you go hang out with mom. Yeah, I—I I don't see do, the big. That happens. Like I don't That's see the big thing. So obviously, I'm not the only one who said anything about it because you've heard this already. No, I saw like I saw stuff online. I saw online people that I I won't call names, but people. I mean, if you want to be lo- kind of lumped in with that crowd, Pete, then run hard with that take. I, mean, I think Pete leads that crowd sometimes. He's after it. No, I just I just me personally. Okay, you do what you want to do. I don't care, but I'm 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 allowed to criticize it. I don't care what you do. But what I, are you, I just what are you criticizing? I want to understand. It's what... a bit much for crying after a football game. Okay, it wasn't your last game. It wasn't you got hurt and you're not playing anymore. It wasn't any of that. I would get that. I would understand that. So you don't get when something's really important to somebody and it doesn't go the way you want it to, and you are so disappointed. Because of everything you've put in it, not just that week, but your entire life, the whole offseason, and everything else, and it goes sideways, and it's a bad year, and that was just a, like the nail in the coffin, just another reminder that you have fallen short as a team, as an individual, and everything else. You don't think it's okay to be emotional? You can be emotional, but I don't think you need to You don't think you should cry? Like okay. Baby. Then I I do. Maybe you're I, tougher than everybody, Pete. No, it's not. To me, no, it's I'm not know. tougher than everybody. I'm not. I'm not tougher than. Then than what Caleb is it? Williams. What are you trying to say, Pete? Because here's the thing, Pete. In all seriousness, I have been in that situation, not as a quarterback, but as an offensive lineman. Huge game, and you put everything into it, and it doesn't work out. And you you know what? Part of the tears are because you feel responsible that you could have done more. And I've cried. Did you cry in any NFL games? No, I do not believe I did. 
you got callous as you got older. <laughs> no, I, I maybe I mean uh, I wouldn't. By the way, I've seen guys cry after a game. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm okay with that. I don't if think I, I don't injured, think anything. I don't I think just, anything less of them. You know what? I no, probably I just, did cry after I blew my ACL out and missed the playoffs. That's 99. different. You can do that. You got hurt. Well, but you if you lose a game, that's like what's the? I mean. What's they were it? eliminated from playoffs. They were, weren't going to the playoffs. It wasn't like a game that eliminated from playoff competition. It was on national going. television against one of their rivals on, home, on homecoming weekend, but it wasn't enough. Hey, Pete, have you met Caleb Williams? I have. No. no. I've spent a weekend with him. I think he's a great dude. I think he's a heck of a talent. He's a, talent. He's a, he's a heck think, of a talent. I think I'm not going to say he's not. I think everything I've heard about the guys on that team love him, so I think he's a good leader. I guarantee you, Tony, that's a red flag in the scouting community. Well, great. Then you know what? I hope a bunch of people pass on because whoever's going to get him, I think is going to get a rock star. Now, do I think he's playing as well as he did last year? No, I think at times things are too off schedule. Mm-hmm. I think he look makes things off schedule that don't have to be. But he's not the first guy to do that. No, I, I just I, don't I watched like Josh Allen last night and Joe Burrow, and there was a handful of times I watched them make things off schedule that need to be off schedule either. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I, I just, me personally, I just thought it was a little much um, to be sitting there at 20 years old crying on your mom. That's all. That's that's just me. I'm, not, I, I'm not shocked if the, by this. Here's what I say, Tony. If the, <laughs> I in, must in, say. Right, if, if the worst thing that happened, I told JP this, if the worst thing that happens in your life is you lose a football game, college football game, you've had one hell of a damn life. I agree. I'm not saying it's the end of the world, but it's okay to be emotional at that moment. I promise you. He's not still crying, hiding in his apartment. He had a Wouldn't moment. I would be mad rather than. than Sometimes, uh, you know what? Have you, Pete, have you never gotten so mad that you've teared up? I have. I've been so livid and so mad and so emotional that I've cried before. And this I mean, is coming you, from somebody whose I'm kids make fun of me because I, ne- I never cry. a good example. Baselli, you, I give you, I, I, I would have cried at my Hall of Fame speech if I were you. Me personally. I would have cried at that. Yeah, no I, cry, doubt my- I, cry, I cried every time I practiced it. Yeah, I would have I would have bawled my eyes out like a baby. There's no doubt about it. I and, I, and I did not. Not because I was going in, not because I was going in but because of all the people that yeah. helped me get there. Absolutely. And, and your dad, your dad and the whole deal and my mother's no longer with me. The same thing. I would have I would have cried like a baby. Yep. And every, when I when and, I, and I I mean and you handled it. You were I know you I know you were emotional, but you didn't cry. But that's just it. Those moments I cry. Moments if I lost a football game, I'm not crying. I get that, but Pete, here's what you don't understand. And I'm not I'm I'm, I'm literally not taking a shot at you. I'm not trying to be Ten. funny or facetious or anything else. Probably. So what you just described, a moment where you'd get emotional and cry because of a set of events or people or relationships and everything else. I get it. I, uh, me too. However, that same feeling you have in those moments, I'm telling you as somebody who's participated and competed at the highest level, there are moments where you feel that same emotion because it's so important to you. The game of football is so important. You're such a competitor. You want to win so bad for yourself, for your teammates, for the university, for your family, for everyone who cares about you, and you don't, it's that same feeling, and you get See, emotional. I, but I never, I never cry, like even as a kid, like when I was a kid and I competed, I didn't cry over losing. Pete, I never every, did. But here's the thing. How about you just recognize everyone's different? Yeah. You know what? What are we doing? You just said it. 
I and I'm cry- being different by criticizing him for doing it. It doesn't fit into so my So would it be okay if, if – would you would – you, I guess my problem with this all, and we can end it because no yes, one – Yes, please. No we need to move on. Hey, Jaguars. Uh, yeah, no this game is Jaguars. This well, maybe somebody will cry this week if the 49ers win. They're not going to win. Um, the, the Jaguars are going to win. Guaranteed lock. I haven't locked it yet, but just wait for it. It's coming. Um, but my whole point is just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's okay to criticize it. Because what if someone watched you get up and start crying about something that was important to you and sat there and mocks you on Twitter and everything else and basically insinuate, because this is what you did, that he was soft and it's not like what he should do is a and it's gonna quote unquote you said it's gonna hurt him in the scouting community for what because he cares too yeah. much we oh. criticize these kids for leaving early and not being dedicated and to the cause caring. and not caring and this guy obviously is dedicated and cares enough to be into it and I'm sorry for everyone listening yeah that, this is I, our last point and I, I apologize but the reason I am not letting this go because it actually really bothers me in all seriousness it bothers me. Not just because it's my alma mater, it's Caleb Williams. I will take it to the NFL. I am so tired of people like criticizing players because they act emotional on the field, get a penalty, or do something silly. I'm not saying it's okay what they did, yeah, but it's- but absolutely killing them. And I'm like, wait a second, these are the same guys you criticize that don't care enough and don't have enough emotion or are just in it for the money. <laughs> like you don't get it both ways. So pick uh, that I would agree. That I would agree well, with one hundred. You just did exactly what those people do. No, I yes. no, 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 yeah, no, 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 not a penalty, not getting emotional. Let's go on. Let's go. Let's crowd. move on. It's over. Falling. No the, one else. No one cares about this except for me. The Jaguars were off on Sunday. Obviously, you can tell by the last fifteen minutes of this program. Um, but the uh, Jaguars did do some business at the trade deadline. Yes. They brought in Ezra Cleveland, a guard from the Vikings, and Doug Peterson, the Jaguars head coach, asked about it today on the media Zoom call. You know, definitely a lot of different scenarios out there. You look at you look at pass rushers. You know, maybe even defensive backs and you look at O-linemen and, and obviously Ezra uh, is somebody that can come in and, and really provide the necessary, um, you know, uh, backup guard, uh, very capable, smart, talented, um, you know, left guard. And, you know, he played some right guard his rookie year and been, been primarily left guard uh, since and, um, and just a good value for us and, and really, uh, solidifies an offensive line that, uh, you know, is already pretty good. So the plan is for him to start off as a backup? Yeah, well, yeah. Walker Little is the left guard. There, there's no I, – I don't want to – I want to be as clear as I can. Walker's the left guard that's been communicated to everybody. Cam's the left tackle. So um, that's that's our plan, you know, and, and that has never changed. So there you have it from the head coach earlier today, Walker Little, uh, coming back off the knee issue he had in the Buffalo game in London. That sounds like it's good to go. So he is the starting left guard. But Cleveland in, I think he's got one year left on his deal, Pete. So This is the last year of his deal. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. So basically what I think this is, they brought him in as insurance, A, of if, if uh, one of those guys goes down. If you know Cam went down, they can move Little over and put Cleveland in. Or whatever, if uh, Harrison went down, you want your offensive line to be solid when you make the stretch run. That's what this is. Or and and this is the end part of it. If Cam walks off into the sunset next year because they don't want to pay him, and they move Walker Little to left tackle, well now you have your left guard. 
because you could bring him back on a deal far less than what you're paying Cam Robinson. So it gives him flexibility. I like the move. I think it's a good, solid move. I wanted another move. I think they should have made another move on the defensive side of the ball, but uh, I do like the move. Um, Pete, I, I would add one more. I think I agree with you, everything you just said. I think – because actually when the trade was made, I was like, huh, are they going to make Walker Little back up? Yeah, there's something wrong with his knee that we don't know about. I, I, like, like, I don't know. Right. That's yeah. what I thought too. Right. Interesting. But hearing Doug say that cl- clarifies it. I like the move whether they brought him in because of there was some other issue they knew about or they were thinking about it differently. I like it how Doug's talking about it. He's going to be back up. I agree with Pete on the two scenarios, you know, or the two main points he made. Down the stretch, you need depth. Um, who knows what happened? And you can never have – and Pete and I talk about this all the time. We disagree with a lot th- on a lot of things, but we agree 100% on this. You can never have enough big men. Ever have enough big men. It just – they don't grow on trees, and there's not a lot of them out there. Um, Particularly in this era now with the way those pass rushers come after you. Yeah, I mean, you can just – but they're, they're valuable. Um, and I thought it was interesting. If you noticed, I think Doug mentioned the three most important position groups besides quarterback. When you think about a trade, what do you say? O-line, yep. pass rusher, mm-hmm. corner. Corner. Stop the quarterback, protect the quarterback. <laughs> That's right. Because um, we all know the quarterback's the most important. Uh, after the left tackle. Um, oh, of course. Sorry. Yeah, yes. of course. It's always left tackle number <laughs> it one. It goes back to the left tackle. <laughs> I didn't yeah. throw that in there. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, Pete, I'll add, does this give them the flexibility? Because, listen, they got a bunch of big numbers next year. And if they want to extend Trevor and give him franchise quarterback money, it'll be interesting what they do with some of these big salaries, what they do with Calvin Ridley. I mean, these are all things we've talked about. And I don't want to dive in too far into them because that's good offseason stuff. And this is a team that is in first place, tied for the best record in the AFC. So they're, let's not spend too much time. But the one thing I'd add, Pete, could it be a scenario where Sheriff has a huge number as well? that it gives him the flexibility that if Cam does stay and finishes the year at, you know, he played, he's played really well the last two weeks and he just continues on this trend that now you have, you can keep Cam, Walker Little at guard, Harrison at right tackle. And if for salary cap reasons, you need to do something with Sheriff, you can put Ezra at right guard or put Walker at right guard and put him at left guard. Or, or both. You know, you're talking about clearing out money because they got to, you know, you could get, if you sure. had to, yes, you could get rid of Robinson and Sheriff, and then you would have a cheaper version of a guard, and you could move a little left tackle, and then you draft a guard. In the, well, in you the got Cooper Hodges, who they liked yeah. in camp. Yes. I yeah, mean, and you draft another one at some point in the draft next year. Sure. Or sign a backup somewhere. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you gives them, it gives them financial flexibility, which they will need next year. And by no means am I saying they're, I mean, I don't think, any decisions even been talked about or thought about about Cam or Sheriff or any high price player? Oh, they thought about it. Well, I mean, not, but you know, I would say the that Trent in the maybe the scouting department front office thought about, it, but Doug's not worried about that. No, they're trying to no. win football games. They're trying to win football games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and, and, I even remember during the summer when I was talking to Doug, I mentioned, well, next year you're off to this. He goes, we're not worried about next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so Doug's thinking, and I loved his explanations, like, hey, listen, this gives us depth at one of the most important position groups uh, that we have, and that's offensive line. we got to run the ball, and we got to protect a quarterback, and, and getting a starting caliber guard, and would they give up a fifth rounder? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pete. But, but the real good news about it is, 
Walker Little's healthy now. He's going to play. Yes. That's the news. You get to see that offensive line play together. You haven't seen it. They weren't as positive. At least Doug Peterson didn't sound as positive on Zay Jones. Said he's still day-to-day, and that just didn't seem – he didn't shoot down the idea of IR at some point for him now, when he was asked about that specifically. so That's a problem. That's not ideal. That's not a ideal. big problem. Uh, that's, that's a major – because he is the speed. On the, he's the go speed, uh, you know, uh, the guy that can win consistently outside. And that, what do you do if he's not there? That's, I mean, if you go, if you go into the rest of the season without him in that lineup, what are you doing? Because Agnew is more of a gimmick guy. I'm yeah, sorry, that's yeah. what he is. So where do you go? What do you do? Bunch of two tight end stuff. Jones, different things like that. I mean, you. What may would not, you do, Tony? Yeah, you know, what do you think? Well, um, that's a great question. I mean, you got to try to get Agnew because he's fast. And get some packages for him. I mean, well, they could throw one of the forty-five bubble screens they throw again. No, but I think when I say you got to, you got to <laughs> see if he, what can he do, Pete, down the field is my point. Um, JP's laughing. No, I know because I, I I don't even want to engage you on that topic because I know you're you know being a pain in the rear end. Um, so I try to get him involved. Outside of that. I mean, listen, Evan Ingram's having a great year. You got to just lean on Ingram, Kirk, and and uh, Ridley and sprinkle in. You know, Strange Tim. has to start getting involved. Well, you, you go too tight, so you have Strange because, you know, you can put Evan in the slot if you need to. But yeah. then as far as your thir- third receiver, you just got to roll in Agnew, Tim Jones. Um, it hurts, though. It's a, it, big, no, a, it, oh, it's, it's a big hit to that offense if he's not around. It's not great. No doubt about it. I'm with you. I, I, I guess my point is there's not a, you know, snap of the fingers, like here's the solution. Yeah. Because he was so good in the red zone too. Like in, the, you know, the boundary, all that kind of stuff, and body what's controls. The, what's a, the big uh, uh, Seth Williams? Practice squad. He's the one who's been coming up and, up and down, right? No, the, uh, the, uh, uh, Elijah Cook is Cooks. in there. Yeah, there's those guys. What number is Elijah well, it, Cooks? Oh, 80, no, 14. He, yeah. moved, he moved to 14. Yeah. That's why I couldn't find So Elijah Cooks, maybe? He's a big guy. I mean, Pete, it's not – I mean – Jacob Harris, another. Yeah, Jacob could. Harris. He's 83. See, I think Doug's good enough to scheme around it. I do, for a while, but eventually that shows up. Well, let's put it this way, Pete. There's no one in this roster who can replace what Zay does. No. Like Mike Jones – I mean, not Mike Jones. Tim Jones can come in and is a good blocker. Zay great was, blocker. And because Zay's a great blocker. But now you got to figure out who can come in and run those deep over routes, who can stretch the oh. field, who on big third downs sit down in the zone and find it over the middle of the field, physical, tough. I mean. Have they said what's wrong with the knee? I have mm-hmm. not heard. It's mm-hmm. been very quiet. And that actually worries me more than anything is yes. how vague Doug is mm-hmm. and how vague they are of really what's going on. Because it was cut. It dry, almost sounds like there. he's headed. To, it almost sounds like he's headed to IR. That's what I worry about, Pete. Yeah, and and you're talking about a stretch of games where you're going to need him. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you what do you have? The 49ers have that defense. They hadn't played as well. You have the Ravens coming up. They're number H- one defense in the league. You got Houston, who's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough stretch, and so you'd love to have Zay Jones on the field, and if he's not there, you know, changes the dynamic of the offense. I think, and it's going to get. It's going to put more on them to scheme things up. It's not like you just move Kirk outside and say, you go do it. And you put somebody in that slot. Cause I, I, I think that weekend in the middle where Kirk operates. I wonder how much you could put Evan Ingram outside. 
Yeah, because they did some they, of that they last did, year. They, well, they did some of it. They did they some of it to. last week against Pittsburgh. They had to. Well, I mean, yeah. they could put me out there when they run the bubble screens. I can run those things. Gosh. All right, that's enough. We're we're back <laughs> Wait, in a moment. I mean, that's that's what they do. They run a bunch of them. I think that, that's the thing. That's what bothers me about. Zay not being there is I do think they were going to start taking the shots down the field now that you solidify the interior of that offensive line. I think those were coming. I think we were going to see more aggression down the field. This why is, are you shaking your head? This is not one of those days with Pete. That's why. <laughs> it's factual. Am I saying anything that's not factual? No, let's go over this. He killed the college kid for crying after the game. <laughs> right. Basically questioned his toughness. Yep. No, I uh, question his yeah, toughness. You yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. You absolutely the mental did. fortitude. Okay. <laughs> question his toughness. He has now said 77 times on the show, all they do is run bubble screens. I can run a, a bubble screen. I can do the bubble do. screen. I can do the bubble screen. I could. I mean, literally, we're going to have a counter of how many times Pete says that. <laughs> Well, you're laughing when I say it, so you agree with me. I no, I was know. not laughing, Pete. I was shaking yes, I, my head. I was no, shaking my head. No, JP. I, I've, I've spent 35 years reading you, and I know when you agree with me. Okay? Oh, now, now you're a psychiatrist, too. Yeah, that, That's now, amazing. He's a mind yeah, reader. How about that? And JP wasn't, even la- J- JP wasn't even laughing with you. He was laughing at you. Yeah, that's well, he different. He might have been because his dad probably told him to. But you, different. on the other hand, I read you. We're back in a moment. Do we have to? The, uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if we make it out of this break. Can we get a power outage again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're back in a moment. Plenty ahead. Uh, we'll hear from Travis Etienne, Jaguars running back coming up. We'll hear from Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd. Plenty ahead on this program on this Monday coming out of the bye week. And if you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. To having this success right now is to, you know, be, know why I'm having success. And focus on that. You know, it's like we all want to focus on the end goal, end goal, end goal. But it's the process, it's the fun part. It's to know what you're doing throughout the week. To find a way to be successful on Sunday. That's the part that I want to chase. That's the, that's the part that I'm happy about. So if I continue to do that uh, individually, you know, the outcome is going to be the outcome. And like I said, man, not to get too high, I've been on this team where we haven't we won one game. I've been on the team where we won three games. Uh, so right now it's we're halfway through, and I've been on the team where we lost five and then won the rest. So it's like we're at a position to where we can we, we are successful, but. If we don't come in with the same mentality, we can lose for the rest of the games. Um, and that's something that we don't want to do. And it goes back to leadership. It goes back to myself, it goes back to Foley, it goes back to Roy, it goes back to KC. It goes, it's just a trickle to Ray. It's a trickle down effect on how well can we handle this. Josh Allen, Jaguars outside linebacker. We'll find out in the next uh, couple months if the Jaguars can handle this. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. J.P. Shadrick with the Hall of Famer Tony Baselli in the Miller Electric Center in the yes. Hyundai Studios. Pete Prisco is down in South Florida. The Jaguars are 6-2. and two. They've won five straight. They're coming off the bye week. The San Francisco 49ers come to town. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff at Everbank Stadium. This Jaguars defense led by Josh Allen. Nine sacks this year. And all over the place with quarterback hits impacting things week after week on defense this year. Starts there. He's been great. 
I mean, he's been a game wrecker. He, yes, he has, Pete. He has been. He's yes, been a he game has. wrecker. Kudos to him. When are we doing our uh, halfway MVP? Is that the second we're hour? Just, we're going to do that in the second hour. Okay. Yeah, coming up in just, you know, probably about 15 minutes. Might be a little sneak peek who mine might be. Oh, really? Maybe. Oh, okay. It's down to two guys. Um, huh. But Josh Allen, he's been great rushing the passer, especially the last four or five games. I mean, on this win streak, he's been outstanding. Um, he, uh, you know, he got hurt in that Houston game. Hurt his... I believe his right shoulder forced him to go to right end. And he's been at his best the last five games from right end. Interesting. He, uh, but it's not just against the pass that he's played great. It's he's an every down player. Yes. I mean, he plays the run great. He's physical, sets the edge, disrupts plays, hits the quarterback, flushes the quarterback, sacks quarterback. I mean, that's, I mean, basically he is being, who we were hoping and asking him to be. <laughs> yes. All offseason, the talk was, where's the pass rush going to come from? I know some idiot said they were going to get him and Trayvon Walker were to get 23 to 25 sacks. I'm not sure who that was. You're, you you know what? You know what, though? They're creeping up. You might get that. They're creeping up there, they're, Pete. What are they at? 12 and a half right now? That's yes. Games? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think – He's been we also that. said if they got if we got the twenty five, Tony, they were going to be in in the Super Bowl. Well, you said they're going to be in the Super Bowl no matter what, and I'm hoping you're I right. I did, but you said they would be there if they got the twenty five. Yeah. They're twelve and a half, they, halfway home. You know the interesting thing about the pass rush: how many sacks does the interior of the Jaguars' defense line have after eight games? Don't look, JP. I've got it right here. But, Don't look. Close it. Um, I'm going to say one. Okay, you say one. Pete, how many do the interior of the Jags offense, uh, def- uh, defensive line, ha- how many sacks do they have? I'm trying to think of who had one. Uh, do they have none? It would be .5. One half a sack. A Roy Robertson-Harris. That's right. He had a half sack in week six. Yeah, and that's disappointing. That, I, I, that's interesting. Caleb on Chazon has two. Dewan Smoot has one. But he got it from the, the end, uh, left Correct. hand position. Correct. So we have yeah, that is, so, 16 but, so, sacks over five yeah. players. The amazing thing is that 16 sacks has turned into leading the league in takeaways. That's the amazing thing. Well, in 16 yeah. sacks, just to extrapolate that over 17 games, not, it's not hard to do the math. That's only 34 sacks. We had, what, 38 last year? Mm-hmm. So we're on pace to have less sacks than we did last year, but the defense is playing much better. Take it, yeah. Well, the, Raven, the Ravens, I think, have 35 already. Wow. Gosh. How many did they have yesterday? Four. <laughs> I was going to say. It was a good but day. But that, that's, that's why when we sit here and we talk about pass rush, it's not a it's a it's an okay pass rush from Josh Allen's. It's a great pass rush from Josh Allen's standpoint. From everybody else, it's just not – not happening. Yeah, where do they? I mean, I wonder where. And JP, you have this, I know. Oh yes. Where do they rank in amongst the rest of the NFL on team sacks, total sacks? In uh, sacks, uh, let's go defense. NFL sacks. The Jaguars. Yeah, the Ravens are number one at thirty-five. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars are 30th with 16. Only the Giants and Bears have fewer. Now, there's a couple teams that now have played one more game than us. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pete, we're not average. We're at the bottom of the barrel. No, as- no. I'm, I'm saying Josh Allen's been fantastic rushing the past, so the rest of the guys have been below average on that. Yes. Um, Jaguars, it, it, are, Jaguars are tied for second in the league and passes defensed. The secondary's right. been playing yeah. outstanding. <laughs> so, outstanding. Secondary's been really good. The, the ball's in the air. Really good, which, was, which was a little yeah. surprising when he mentioned defensive back. I mean, when he I, said that. I can actually – I actually can – I actually have three guys who are up for my defensive oh. MVP. Wow. Be a tough um, when, I, when I think about it. Uh, you mentioned the, the Ravens, and I don't know how many sacks this individual has, but if you've watched the tape – and, Pete, I know you've watched – more than yeah, I, I know. I know where you're going with this. Clowney is like, yeah. really, he's a problem. He's really disruptive. You want to guess how many he has? I have probably not I think many. He has like five, I think, doesn't he, JP? He has three and a half. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but he's but, been a big. He's been. Dis- Tony's right. You watch that tape. He's disruptive as hell. Eleven quarterback hits. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. Okay, and, and now I'm going to give a guy that I think Chuck Smith a lot of credit, Tony. He's their, you know, he's their pass rush coach now. Oh, is he really? Year. Yeah. Oh, so he and went, wow, good for he's Chuck. A guy, by the way, he's a guy that had nothing but great respect for you in the whole oh, Hall of Fame process. Yeah, we, we battled each other. Yeah. And Chuck is now their defensive, you know, he had that camp and that yep. clinic that he worked on for years and, and, and kind of helped guys. Now he's a defensive line coach. And you're getting a lot of guys who aren't great, but – Van Noy is on that defensive line rushing the pass. I picked him up off the scrap heap. And I watched him, and he's rushing the pass like a maniac. I'm like, where'd this come from? He's got five well, sacks. That, that's – it's an amazing defense right now because they're – think about this. They're giving up 13.8 points per game. They have 35 sacks. The 2,000 Ravens, who are arguably the greatest defense of all time – Gave up, I think, ten and a half points per game, and they didn't have come close to having that number of sacks. Now it was a different era. The passing game wasn't as prevalent as it is now, but I mean, this defense is playing out of its mind. That's where the difference is. You get thirty-five sacks, you have sixteen. That's a major drop off in in terms of knocking the quarterback down. Thirteen different guys on the Ravens have at least one sack this season. Well, and that just also speaks. I mean, this also speaks to the challenge this team has down the stretch. Tough, tough. Bunch of tough opponents. One of them being the Ravens on Sunday night. You talk about a great game. Um, You know, let's hope everyone stays healthy on both sides, and you know, hopefully both are in first place. And by the way, Tony, real quick, you mentioned interior pressure. Matabuke on on the Mm -hmm. Ravens. I think he's got seven and a half, doesn't he, JP? I think Uh, he has seven and a half, Pete. Well done. Fourteen quarterback hits. God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there. I watched. I've seen a little bit of them. I'm like, holy cow! And, and the one, because he's not traditionally been a great pass rusher. We've always said. I always thought he was a disruptive player, but Clowney is. <laughs> but Van Noy was on the street. Both those guys <laughs> are. So was Clowney. Both those guys are balling right now. Is that part I mean, of the just the system they're in up there though? They can just kind of roll right into that group that's already established. No, because uh, Mike McDonald's a good coach. I think they have a good defense coordinator, and, and I didn't know this, but Chuck Smith, you know, is a good. I don't know if he's a good coach. I, I mean, could, I mean, he was a really good player, Pro Bowl player, could rush the passer. The dude knew how to rush the passer. 
I don't know how good of a position coach he is, but what I do know is he knows how to teach pass rush. I mean, he had a very successful academy for years. Of te- Von Miller yeah. kind of splintered off and did stuff with him as well. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, he taught guys how to rush the passer. He understands it. And I don't think it's any mistake because I don't think last year they were a great pass rush team. No, and 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 remember, they've drafted the Dafa kid and uh, Ojabo, and those two guys haven't been what they thought they would be, and they're still getting to the quarterback. They're taking the ball. Geno Stone has six interceptions. Safety. Yeah, yeah. He's playing you, out of his mind. Well, when you get wow. 35 sacks. They're and throwing it up in the air. <laughs> right. Get rid of it. By the way, one thing, and, and I know we talked about this last week. And, Tony, when you left, you had bought in on getting getting the pass rusher. Well, they didn't get one. Nope. And I was, personally, I thought they should go get one. I really did. The more I thought about it. The problem is. They couldn't go get those guys for the price that they got them for because they didn't have those picks available. So yeah, there's mean, a flaw, flaw in plan to begin with. But yeah, but Pete, I don't. I'm going to go back because we talked about this last week. I'm going to say it again. I don't think it's fair for you to say it's a flaw in plan because you were the one who applauded the Ridley trade yeah, as much as anybody. You didn't have to tie anybody. every damn pick to it, Pete. Though. You don't get to go back. We had this conversation last uh, year and this offseason, and you were all over. How great of a trade that was. And they drafted a pass rusher number one overall, Trayvon Walker. Well, that's that's a whole other conversation. Like, that's part of the deal. We had these guys, let's develop. and All right, let's come back. We've got a whole hour to get into that. Here he goes. He's going in on Trayvon. We're just getting started. Second hour coming up. We will uh, get the Fanatics fan questions and much more. What a day. Pete's on one today. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. You got to be better on first and second down, and, and it keeps you out of those third and longs. I mean, other those are hard, hard downs to convert. And um, when you look at it from what what we put ourselves in, whether it be a penalty, a sack, something of that nature that gets us in those third and you know, 12 pluses, um, you know, your quarterback has to hold the ball. We've, we've obviously gone up against some really talented edge and pass rushers. And, you know, it's just, um, it, it's hard. It's extremely hard. And then execution, you know, we've, we've had some drops. Um, you know, we've had, we've had some missed opportunities, you know, missed throws things. So, you know, when you look at it, it's, it's opportunities that are there. Um, but but again, it's it's us being better on first down and second down that keep about keep us out of you know those situations. It's Doug Peterson, of course, today on the media Zoom call, and welcome back. It's hour number two of Jaguars Happy Hour, and it's presented by Mister Chubby's Wings. JP Shadrick, Tony Baselli has stepped away. He'll be back maybe at some point. I don't know. Pete Prisco's down in South Florida. The Jaguars are coming off the bye week. The second half about to get underway. Jags 6-2. and two. They lead the AFC South. They are, as of today, the number three seed. If the playoffs started today, which they never do, the Jaguars will be the three seed. Three of the next four games are here at home. The 49ers, the Titans, and then at the Texans, and then home against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. The health of the team, Doug Peterson on Monday, discussing a little bit of that. Walker Little... Ready to go. He is the starting left guard, even with the trade to acquire Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings. He is the backup. Walker Little will start at left guard. 
The cornerback, uh, Tyson Campbell, should be good to go off a of hamstring. Andre Sisco as well. The question mark, though, is Zay Jones. Day-to-day, he apparently got a workout in today. It's players are around the facility. We'll see how that responds moving ahead, but uh, that just didn't sound overall the tone very promising from the head coach um, in the short term. We'll see what happens. He can Day-to-day means day-to-day. He could tomorrow have a different day. Um, your are we micro- all day- aren't yeah. we all day-to-day? Yes, we are. We we need to be. Yeah, that's good. Did I not when make it underneath? You were great. When they said he got a when they said he got a workout in, did he get a lift in or I mean, what are they? I don't, it, I don't know. He, I, yeah, I love the the vague answers. Oh, he got a workout in today, dude. That's what coaches do, Pete. How long have I you know. been covering this game? Are you a rookie? You going to cry about it, Pete? Oh, <laughs> got him. No. I I I pester him to answer the damn question. That's what I would do. Cry about it. Wow, JP taking shots. It's an easy one. Point JP. We've got, if you just joined us, it's hour two of Jaguars Happy Hour. We went, and Pete is on a roll today. I must say, he. Crushed- I, I'm not on a roll. I I take shots at the bubble screens every time we're on. Okay, well new. that's the second of many things you've talked about today. You've crushed the USC quarterback for crying after a tough loss. For caring too much. For caring too much and staying and helping his team. Question and, is toughness and fighting through adversity and, and trying to deal with toughness. it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Question then, is mental fortitude. You said, how many bubble screens a game do they run? The Jaguars? You're all over there. He said it 77 70, times. Okay. 77. Around that. Um, the pass rush thing, you've been on that for a while. Right? You started in on oh, Trayvon Walker just before well, the break. I don't know what you're my favorite about. is, all of a sudden, Pete is now criticizing the Ridley trade. Right. Now, yeah, no. that's right. That's another one. I'm not criticizing. <laughs> that's a new I'm one. I'm criticizing the Ridley trade. Add it to the I'm bingo card. I didn't know we were crossing that one off tonight. I didn't see that on the bingo card, wow. did you? No. I didn't either. I missed well, that one. Um, Especially the guy who had uh, pom-poms when, it was ma- when the trade was made. It's a great trade getting Ridley. It's, you probably should have tied three picks to it. <laughs> you don't get to have it both ways. 2020 hindsight. You got to pick. Pete, did you like the trade or not? How many trades have you heard that have three draft picks tied to them, Tony? Pete, I don't know. I'd have to go look and study the history of the NFL. But I'm just, I, I, Pete, many. that's not the point. The point, is the point is when the trade was made, I remember being on the show and going through what we gave up. All right, fourth based on this, a third based on this point in time, and a second if we sign him to a new deal. Mm-hmm. And you, quote, unquote, I love it. Low risk. Great deal. Calvin Ridley's a number one receiver. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, he hasn't been a number one receiver. But, Pete, I don't – I mean, I love you, brother. You're one of the best at what you do, but you don't – I'm not going to sit here and let you change and rewrite history. There's enough of that going on in this world today. Wow. I don't need you rewriting history when you're the one who wrote it in the first place. Wow. I like the trade. I'm not going to say I didn't. Well, but then you, you just probably... got, you just got done criticizing it. You no, literally you, said I like you probably you shouldn't probably... have made a trade. They tied up three draft picks, so you couldn't go get the pass rusher. So you well, just said, "You want me I, to? I can have Joe replay it, it again. I can say it again. You don't tie the tree. Uh, they probably should have done it without tying the three picks to it. That's all. Would they have been able to do it without doing that? Okay, that's the question to ask. JP, thank you. You're welcome. So, Pete. I'm going to ask you a question. Hold on. I'm asking the question. I'm interviewing you. You're the coach at the podium now. Okay. Coach, GM. I'll, I'll answer the question like a coach. I'm going to, you're the GM. You're not a coach. You can't even, you couldn't draw a play up on the board if your life depended on it. I'll do both. Okay. 
Mr. GM Pete Prisco. Yes. Um, are you, would you be willing to trade Calvin Ridley? We have Calvin Ridley for you. I'm like the Atlanta Falcons. I'm calling you up, Pete Prisco. Mm. I know you'd like a receiver. We're looking to unload him. To get Calvin Ridley, it's going to take a fourth. If he plays 25% of the time, if he plays 75% with this many catches and blah, 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 it's going to be a third. And if you re-sign him to a deal, it's going to be a second. Do you want to do the deal, Pete? Yes, I want to do the deal. I like Calvin Ridley, but he's coming off suspension. He hasn't been reinstated yet. I don't want to tie up okay, all let me, my let picks me, to Okay, let me just interrupt you because no, I, I don't care what you want. I got another team willing to give me a similar deal, but I like you better, Pete. So do you well, want to do the deal the or not? Who's Here's the, the deal. Here's the, the deal. The deal is this. And the other team is the Houston Texans. So here's the deal. The deal is, Pete, do you want to get do you want to tie up a fourth, a third, and a second, depending on what you do with Calvin Ridley, to get Calvin Ridley? Yes or well, no? It's a very well, it's a binary well, question. Well, We're not you know negotiating, what? Pete. You know what? Yes or no. You know what? You know what, Falcons? I have solved my pass rush because I have an elite pass rusher that I drafted first overall. So I'm never going to need those draft picks. So, yeah, I'll make that deal with you. How's that? Is so that you, good? So you liked it. So now you're saying you like the deal. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like tying three picks to it. No. That, that's not the – Pete, you don't get – I like get... it, Calvin Ridley, yes. Do, but here's the other one. We When we liked that deal, we also were assuming that – the first overall pick would be a better pass rusher. That was my point when I brought it up but to Pete, begin with. Here's my point. You don't get a now and say it was a bad trade. You don't like it. That's my only point. I, I'm not, I, 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 my I question is this. It, it put them in a pickle where they couldn't use any picks to go okay, get I'll, back. I'll ask okay. you differently then. I'm gonna, hold on. I'm going to ask you differently. No, hold on. I'm in charge of this interview, not you. Wow. I'm going to ask you differently. Pete, do like you did, walk Pete, away. Would you, I never walked, never walked away from a question from you, ever. <laughs> would you rather have Calvin Ridley or those three picks so you could have possibly, no guarantee, possibly traded for a pass rusher? Which one do you want? Because you don't, you don't get both, Pete. That's my point. You don't get Calvin Ridley and access to all three picks. So which one do you want? Because I know what you wanted back last year you wanted calvin ridley are you now saying you'd rather have those three picks than calvin ridley no okay then stop talking but, about but it. i but would no, you rather no, have, no, no, no 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 would you rather have negotiated a better trade deal and had one of those picks to go get how do you know show? trent didn't how do you know the original deal wasn't for well, a, 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 a guaranteed three no how do you know it wasn't. It wasn't a guaranteed two or three. It so. was a, uh, a guaranteed two and three. How do you know it was in a two and well, three? And hold if on. It was a guaranteed. If it was a guaranteed two, then they would have been able to use the three and the four to no. go get a pass rusher. If, I'm so, saying, what is that a good? De Let me ask you that. On the surface, was it smart to tie the three picks up to whether whichever one you give up for him? Was it smart to tie all three of them up to get him? Well, here's yes or no. Pete. Here's the here's yes the thing. Yes or no. I'm not going to go back and do revisionist history when the trade well, it's happened. Not revisionist history because yes, it's it is. A, it's affecting no. immediate history. It's affecting the Pete, now. You're missing my point. I didn't love having three draft picks tied up, but I'm okay. not going to be. I'm not going to be critical of Trent or Doug or anyone else in this building for it because when the trade was made, 
and we can go back and play the show. I was like, okay, eh, we'll see. Risk, I, I, because I wouldn't pay attention to Calvin Ridley. I don't know if he was in good shape. I had nothing. We so knew I, he had one great year, yeah, right? Yeah. And we knew he was suspended, yeah. and he left for personal reasons the year before that. And that's all I knew. So I was so, like, I was like, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, do I like Calvin Ridley now? Yes, I think he's a great teammate. He's helping this team. He's a good player. But I'm not going to go back, even though I was lukewarm at the time. I wasn't critical. And I wasn't doing what you were doing, which had pom poms out saying, "What a great trade it was!" He's number one receiver. I didn't have pom poms. They're on your shelf back there. Teal pom poms. I said he had a hell of a. He was a hell of a. Let me ask JP: Did he have pom poms? Uh, Yeah, he might have had a little. Okay, so pom poms. There were people in that building who had pom poms out when I was there for camp. We were comparing them to Jimmy Smith and. and, Well, that's no. Those weren't pom poms. That was the whole cheer squad. That was doing like pyramids and back flips and everything else. But. But song girls, every girl. This, this <laughs> franchise would be better off not tying those three picks and sending a second for Chase Young and having both of them on the roster. So right now, that wasn't Pete. You don't get to do that because the, that wasn't the trade that was offered. So here's the question: Would you well, rather least? Would you rather have all access to those picks, all three, but you don't have Calvin Ridley on your team right now? Why wouldn't you? You could have just made it a straight two for Calvin Ridley. But you? that's not the deal. That's not the deal, Pete. You can live in your fantasy football world and make it up <laughs> yeah. as you go. That's right. This is Madden. This isn't like well, Pete Prisco's reality. Point? I get to do whatever I want. Hey, maybe if though. I trade up and hey, only wait. give up, what's you know, at seventh rounder, but I get to the first pick, I can take this guy. Woo! You're like every other <laughs> guy in their basement doing mock drafts right now. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> What's the best thing that the Falcons are going to get out of Jacksonville for this for for Ridley? Right now, thing. a third. But if they re-sign him, they're going to get a two. two. Yeah, but right now it's a third. Yeah. Okay, but let's just assume you did the deal for a straight two. If you you can't, wanted to. can't assume that based on based I'm on leaving. him. I'm going home. You're done. Like, Pete, you, like honestly, Pete, you are one of the best writers in the entire <laughs> world. In my opinion. You should be in the Hall of Fame. You are that I, good. Wow. You are the best beat rider I've ever been around. You're amazing. But you, right now, you are driving me crazy. It is ridiculous. And you are like a petulant teenager who just won't admit that they're wrong. I'm wrong. I can't, I can't tell you how many people in the league have said that I've talked to that question tie in three picks to it. You know what I think you need, Pete, is a good cry. <laughs> Cry well, it out. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> That's what they, I think. Their pants ends up with it would help you. 22 if their pass rush ends up with 22 sacks on the season and some of those guys don't get going, they're going to be crying a lot of tears because they didn't get Chase Young or Montez Sweat. How about that? They were never going to get Montez Sweat because Montez, Montez Sweat wanted four years, $100 million. They were never getting him, Pete. Well, even, and even, Daniel Hunter would have had wanted that kind of money too. That's why. You wanted wow. to give up the first-round pick for Daniel Hunter. Last week, I said, I was at this point, roll the dice and do whatever. I never said I would give him a long-term deal. No, but you would have. You were all in on the rental. Yes, I didn't say I wasn't. Would you have been all in on the rental for Montez Sweat? I think Donnell, Donnell Hunter is a better player than Montez Sweat. He is a better not. player. But, but if you had a second-round pick, would you have given up a second to rent Montez no, Sweat? No, I don't think I would have. Oh. No? How about Chase Young? What's the what's the what's the number the highest number of sacks Montez Sweat has had? Standby. And no, I would not have for Chase Young either. Yeah, I don't think not, I'd I don't think I'd like, give I wouldn't give a second rounder for Chase Young because he's hurt all the time. Well, we're gonna see him this week. Montez Sweat 
in uh, his career, his high watermark of sacks is nine in 2020, his second year. He had eight sacks in 2022, and he had seven sacks his rookie year in 19. Yeah, he's never been a double-digit sack guy. I'm not going to give up a, a second-rounder for him for a rental, no. Daniel Hunter is a double-digit yeah, sack Daniel guy. Hunter's a better, he's a better player. I get it. You were gonna, we were going to give up a first for Daniel Hunter. Let's not forget, and I still would have. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not going back on what I said. I'm just saying, Pete, my point is not whether we give a second whatever for a pass rusher. I, like, I would have liked to get a pass rusher. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. What I'm disagreeing with is you don't get to be all excited in praising Trent for the trade he made last year and now – saying it was a bad trade to tie up three picks. Well, I was praising him for acquiring him, not for tying up three picks. Oh, now. Oh. Hear that beeping? That's Pete backing up. And you know what? You know what? Every time, every single time, if Chase Young sacks Trevor Lawrence a couple times, the fans should yell conditional, conditional every time he has a sack. That's what the, that conditional pick they could have used to get to get Chase Young on their I side. Mean, uh, JP? Yes, Tony. How long have we been doing this show with Pete? Uh, a long, long time. Long time. And Pete and Probably I, eight years? Yeah, a long time. Ish. And I've, like, I've, I have dominated him in debates in one point oh please but never this is this the right here agree with me by the way put a poll out put a poll on twitter i guarantee they agree with me this right here you put a poll out p is a twitter. rubbing well people put the wrong poll out because i'm not I, questioning of course he will i'm not questioning <laughs> whether we should i would like to have a pass rusher or not my only thing is do you here's the poll question is it responsible as a professional journalist and a member who of uh, highly esteemed CBS Sports writing on the national scene to praise and cheer a trade and then less than a year later call it a bad trade for tying up too Not many what picks. I said. Yes, it is. Not, I didn't say it was a bad trade. JP? It handcuffed them. <sighs> Hey, let's come back and keep it real. I don't think we've done that yet. How about that? Let's do that. We'll figure it out. Maybe. I we'll doubt it. Back. I, probably not. Hey, Mr. Chubby's food tonight. We had uh, quesadillas, chicken quesadillas. We had Mr. Chubby's chubby-style wings. What, what are chubby-style wings? There's a secret seasoning. I can't tell you what's in it because I don't know either. It's a secret. I bet those are good. They are very good. Uh, all kind of great stuff tonight from Mr. Chubby's Wings and plenty ahead. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jaguars, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. We'll sell some wine when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Those, those are the games that counts. Um, those are the games that, you know, you can gain confidence and get on a roll going into the playoffs. Um, or you could fall off and, and lose and you know, hurt yourself in the foot, put yourself in a bad situation, whatever. So um, obviously we're, we're playing really well now and we've been rolling, and, uh, but we have to make sure you know, we're, we're, we're doing this in the end too and finishing strong. That's Evan Ingram, Jaguars tight end, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, hour number two, presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings, J.P. Shadrick with Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. At the Miller Electric Center in downtown Jacksonville in the Hyundai Studios. Pete Prisco down in South Florida. Pete's uh, digging himself a hole tonight, I must say. He's, no, I'm not. Yeah, kind of hard. People are. agree with me. Do they? 
Yeah. <laughs> do they? Hey, by the way, Evan Ingram has Evan Ingram is one of those guys that always seems to have the right perspective on stuff. Sure, he really he, does. He's a very smart, thoughtful dude. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm a. I mean, he, Josh Allen is a lot like that too. I think they both do, but I've noticed that more and more as, as Evan Ingram has become a bigger part of. Of it looks like he's you know last year he was on the one year deal you weren't sure but now he's a big part of this team I think he's kind of he says the right stuff he gets it he's been in the big marketplace he was a first round pick it didn't go like he wanted to in New York obviously he's been through that and now he's got a quarterback and he's got things going the right way and the contract and yeah it, it makes a lot of sense to me he would be like Tony back in the day I think he would have been like one of my go to guys in the locker room yeah he'd be good yeah he's good. He's really good. Really good. Hey, by the way, uh, get ready for the tailgate with Tony. Benefiting, oh, I just moved the mic. Benefiting the Baselli Foundation. It's coming up Sunday, November 19th at Met Park ahead of the Titans-Jaguars game from 10 a.m. to 12.30. Live music, Q&A with Tony and Jags Legends. All-inclusive ticket options are available. Visit BaselliFoundation.com for more. And I have a new promo code, Tony. Okay, what is it? The promo code is Tony. Seven one. Ooh, is that more money off? For seventy one dollar tickets, Tony seven one. Use that promo code at BaselliFoundation dot com, and you can get in for seventy one bucks. You, you know what you do you should do raise money. You should have a crying booth. <laughs> Are you going to come? Yeah, the, the Prisco crying tank. The crying or booth. maybe a change the narrative tank. How do you, oh, or, how do you change, change the, or <laughs> change the story? Change the narrative. Or maybe be. The hypocrite booth. Hmm. There's no hypocrite. Or the... No crying in football. Maybe, oh, you know what maybe, it should be? You know what we should do? I know what the booth should be. What's that? The Monday morning man. quarterback booth. Mm. Pete Prisco hosts. Or yeah. be the, be I can the tell you what to do booth. after it's already been done and why I'm right and they're wrong. The armchair yeah, GM booth. Or it could, it could be the company man booth. I'm not, I, I am... <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that. Wow. <laughs> My gosh. All right. Dude, I'm tired. Hey, it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. All right. What do they need to do on offense to take the next step the rest of the season, nine games to go? So I'm not going to um... – I'm actually going to agree with something Pete has said. Him and I have talked about it off the show. Mm. I'm not going to position it with um, talking about bubble screens for the 78th <laughs> time on this show. Thank today. you. I think we're past that. I do think getting a little more vertical and pressing the ball down the field a little bit more, stretching the defense. I'm not saying just throwing it up constantly, but like just deep down the sideline, middle, just stretch the defense a little bit. Because I think it will open up the crossers and some of the other and the bubble screens and some of the other stuff they want to do, as well as the run game. So I think maybe trusting, you know, if it is, where Pete and I always assume it's a lack of trust offensive line. That's yeah. unfair. Um, maybe it is right or not, but I think they get it out of his hands fast. They do, no matter what the issue is. And so take some like a few times, you know, increase the number of times a game where you're taking shots down the field. I think that's the big thing I would say. And I'm in agreement with you 100%. And they they haven't trusted the offensive line, and you had to get the ball quickly out of his hands when he was hurt. And so I think that played into it. But now you have Walker Little back. The interior of the offensive line shouldn't be an issue anymore. It should be much better. It shouldn't be 
you have to call those plays the way they've been calling them. And the other thing is, is I think Trevor's been sped up. I really do. I think he's been sped up because the offensive line in the middle of that line has not played that well in pass protection. So he's been sped up. So he takes the quick slant where he we've there have been many a plays where you could look at it. He took the he took the you know the ten dollars instead of going for the thousand. And now I think he has to start going for the thousand. I think that's there. It's in his game. We've seen it. It's all part of who he is. He's made he's made that way. So now that's the next step in the second half of the season. And to beat the 49ers, you're gonna have to beat them with shots. You're going to have to get the ball down the field. You saw Joe Burrow against them. He hit the shots down the field. So I think that's what you're going to have to do. i 100% in agreement with Tony. I think that's the next step for the offense. You have it. Keeping it real. Presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. We could have made this the keeping it real topic, but we didn't. We've been teasing it all hour and a half. Offensive and defensive MVPs at the midway point. Yeah, let's do that now. I like that. What do you got, Pete? Who do you like on offense? Look, the quarterback's always the MVP. No, no matter not. what. No, he's end. not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's played He's played well enough no, to get his team to 6-2. I'm, I'm not speaking of Trevor in yes. this case. I disagree 100% that the quarterback is yeah. always the okay, most valuable player. The most starting quarterbacks in the NFL are, are the MVP. Who's the most valuable player of the Dolphins? Mm. Tua. No, Tyreek Hill. They're not anything. No. Yes. If you take two away and play with uh, the backup quarterback, you're not Mike White. Are you going to be the same? Ta- look, I don't think two is what everybody else thinks he is either. By you take the way, so. you take Tyreek Hill away, and that and, uh, that offense isn't scary. It's. I get it. I, I understand Tyreek Hill is probably the the scariest player in the NFL, but MVP. but you you have to have your quarterback. If you don't have your quarterback, so so having said that. Trevor's the MVP of this team. If he goes, they're done. Period. End of story. No, no, Pete, you're missing the question. We didn't say the most important person or the most critical. He's piece. the MVP of the team. No, of, of the first half of the first like, eight of games. The first eight games. Who's made the biggest impact? Most valuable player on this team. Okay, on the offensive side of the ball, you would probably go with Etn. Okay, but me personally. Because that's who I am. I will take Trevor Lawrence. So you don't think in the NFL any position should be considered for MVP except for the quarterback? If he's a if he's a franchise quarterback, yeah, nine my... times out of ten, no. So then why don't we I mean just, if, you, if you're starting get... Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson's probably going to be the no MVP. no I'm talking about the overall award in the NFL at the end of the year. You think it should be a quarterback every year? It usually is. I didn't ask what it usually is. I'm asking Me you personally. Pete. Yes. Unless somebody goes above and beyond what the what their what the position is, then yes. Otherwise, it's a quarterback. Yeah, I I, I disagree with that, and I'll give you a perfect example. Wait, give it to a left tackle. No, and the uh, it was either two years ago or three years ago, maybe it was both years. The most valuable player in the league was Aaron Donald. He was what won them the Super Bowl. He was more valuable than any person on that team. Literally right down to the final play of that Super Bowl. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was more valuable than Matt Stafford. Yes, he was the most Uh, valuable player in the NFL. Please. Okay, it's my opinion. I mean, he's he's clearly the best defensive player in the NFL. That I'll give you. Well, then... He's not should. the best. He's not the most valuable player on the team when Matt Stafford is came there and won a Super Bowl. He's the most valuable player. No, they don't win the Super Bowl without Aaron Donald. Okay, 
you're going to talk about Travis Etienne being the MVP, correct? Of the offense. I haven't got there. We're going to go to defense okay. now. It's your turn. Okay. Well, let me th- let me just make my case. Here's how you can. Here's how you find out who the MVP of the team is. If Trevor weren't on the field, the team would be dysfunctional. If Travis Etienne's not on the field, they're still functional. There's the MVP. About defense, Pete. I don't. I, I think. I think your definition is terrible. Most valuable player. That's no, it. It's, 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 it says it. Well, MVP. No, but what goes to the most valuable player? Who's making the in, who's who's, who's playing? been the offensive player who, of the who, year who, for the Jaguars? Who's that's who, Travis Etienne. Okay. Uh, how about defense, Pete? See, this should be yeah, an easy. Why one. is he so frustrated? I don't know. Today? I don't get it. That's he's, a, he's, he's the MVP. Quarterback's always the MVP. Hmm. Uh, who's the defensive MVP? Josh Allen. And and, I, and look, I could. Tony mentioned he likes three different guys. I, I know who he's talking about. He's talking about Aluakon, Josh Allen, and Darius Williams. Darius has a case, by the way. Are you wailing? You're right. Are you crying? I'm crying. You're crying, Tony? I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying out of frustration of how idiotic the conversation is today. But keep going. You know what, though? You could talk about how idiotic that was, but I think JP got my point and he was in agreement with me. What about the three? About the. About the MVP. Oh, the quarterback stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel you, Pete. Makes sense. But I would I would say ETN, the overall, has been the best overall offensive player. Yes. That I would agree with, 100%. He's been the best. Because Trevor hasn't performed to what I thought he was going to perform to. But he's still doing things outside of that to make his team go win and do things. Who is? Travis ETN? No, no, no. The quarterback. Yeah, but but he hasn't been as good as I thought he was going to be. Right, and that's and fair too. He's been as good as we thought he was going to be. So so yeah, he he's the offensive player of the year on the team. Hey, what's your defensive player, Tony? Since you're all into this conversation right now, what is it? No, I got to do, do offense first. Oh, you haven't done your offense? No. Well, hurry. Uh, most valuable player because I'm using looking at this at the halfway mo. Who's the who's the best offense? Who's had the best year offensively? Who's made the biggest impact? And that's Travis Etienne. And I would argue after that, it's probably Evan Ingram. Now, the most critical, important piece of this whole franchise, not just offense, mm-hmm. but defense, special teams, Marketi- everything, marketing, marketing <laughs> like everything, is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He's the franchise quarterback. But as so far as – he's the MVP of the entire team. <laughs> we define it differently. I'm not going to do this again with you, Pete. Defense. Um, boy, it's, it's – the, the, Pete got the three guys right, and if I had to narrow it down to two, I, I because here's my thing. Let me go through each of them. Aluakon, starting with him. I'm not sure they get lined up every play without him. Yeah. <laughs> well, particularly not last year. No, but I mean, well, that's no, a different year. No, I'm talking about yeah. this year. Just watch him. I'm not saying guys aren't ready, but he is like identifying everything. He's always in the right place. He makes sure he's a tackling machine. Great blitzer. Big I mean, play. Big plays. The big play. Darius Williams. I mean, look at his number. He's the number one rated corner in the NFL in a passing league with not a great pass rush. And he's not the biggest guy. Forget about the biggest guys. Let's just think about this. At least the last time I looked going into the bye, I believe he was the number one rated corner in the NFL in PFF. Uh, pretty high, yeah. I'll look. Hold on a second. Yeah. Um, but he's up there, and he's doing that. With the 30th best pass rush in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, before the season, Tony, if you would have told us that 
he was better than Tyson Campbell. So, and Tyson Campbell's been good, but he would be graded better. You would have said, no way, that's not happening. I agree. He's, he, he's played unreal. And then Josh Allen is number two in the NFL. He's going into the bye week in sacks. He's now five, but there's guys with like nine and a half. There's three guys with nine and yeah, a half. Yeah, they yes. all have an extra game than That's he does. right. And he's been good against the run. I mean, he's been great. And so, to me, it's a coin flip. I think you can choose any of them. We'll choose one. I'm having a hard time. Obviously. Tonight, Just, preferably. Uh, Pete picked Josh Allen. I'm going to go a, a little con. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, and I could, by the way, I couldn't argue any of them. I can't either. I mean, I picked Josh Allen. I think he's amazing. And I can pick Darius Williams. Darius Williams is third ranked in PFF uh, behind Jalen Johnson and Paulson Nadebo. All right. Very nice. And he's played 100 more snaps or almost 100 more snaps than both of them. That's amazing. That's, it really is. Uh, we're back in a moment. We've got Fanatics fan questions. That'll get us going tonight because we're not quite there yet. Yeah, Had right. Had to get today, JP. Got to keep him in line today. Yeah, are you? Yeah, I don't think so, P. I think you're out of line. Yeah, I think the fans know. All our audience knows. Oh, yeah. I, we, we've read some of the comments. They know. They know. I, <laughs> I don't know if they know. We're about to find out. Fanatics fan questions. Our next Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. I really didn't realize that we had didn't win any games in October last year until uh, Press said it today, and I was like, dang, it's, it's a, this is a much better feeling. I know everyone's feeling much better. And we're just grateful for it, you know, because we, we, we know what it's going to be like on the other side. And uh, we just want to enjoy this moment and uh, just kind of soak in it right now, but don't get too, too stuck in the moment. That way we don't be able to move forward. Travis Etienne Jr., Jaguars running back near the top of the league in rushing attempts, rushing yardage, tied for third in rushing touchdowns. And welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. Yes, the Jags were undefeated in October, 5-0. and They were 0-5 last October. And now it's on to November and much more ahead for this team. Nine games to go, and it's time for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans, gear up at Fanatics.com with all latest Jags styles. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Tony, we put the cat signal out on X earlier today. Yeah, we need to get our TV in here so I don't have to look over here away from the camera. Thank thank you, Tony. Here's the best we've come up with. Uh, At Unbiased Jag, will Tony give a pregame pep talk to the offensive line to stop Nick Bosa and Chase Young? They don't need one. Here's the deal. Let's just call it what it is. 49ers aren't rushing the passer very well right now. Now they're capable, and they're Chase Young helped them do that. I don't know. It's not like he's a he's been lighting it up. He's a good player. He also he's, got Randy Gregory too. Remember? Yeah, and he's he done. He's done nothing. Uh, Bosa's not really getting to the quarterback. Now they pressure, they impact, they move Joe Burrow around. But how many? How many does Joe uh, Nick Bosa have even? They didn't sack. They didn't sack Kirk Cousins when they played him. No, and. Um, but overall, this is how you handle a great pass rush. Bosa has three, by the way. Yeah, Hargrave has three. Yeah, like what's Har- Armstead have? Armstead had two against the uh, Bengals. Right. Um, I don't know how many he has in total. Armstead now. has two and a half now. Yeah, two yeah. against the Bengals. Yeah. Um, but for that group, they're not getting home enough. No, and they're giving a bunch of yards. Eighteen total sacks for the Forty ers 
defense. That's less than us. Two no, more. it's two more than us. I'm yep. sorry. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. more than us. Um, but here's – I mean, they're good players, though. I mean, Nick Bose is a good player. It's called what it is. 19 quarterback hits, number he's, one. That's, he's good. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he's, he's just not finishing is probably the better way to say it. They're disrupting, and they disrupted Joe Burrow at times, but they gave up – they go through stretches where there's a bunch of time back there, and they're getting – trying to play more man than I think they probably should, and they're getting torched a little bit. Um, yeah, it's a it's a different different style in that back now. It is a different. They play. They do play more man. They play more man, um, which you know. And this is not the question, but it's gonna be a, a big opportunity for Trevor to use his legs because when a team plays man with a running quarterback, watch out if you don't get home. Um, but they got good pass rushers. They got Nick Bosa. Chase Young's a, a freakish athlete, but I don't think he's proven he's a great pass rusher yet. Randy Gregory's long, powerful. Good player. Is he great? No, but good. Like Eric Armstead is probably their second best pass rusher or Hargraves, and Hargraves is a disruptive force inside. But from the tackle position, my mindset anytime, and I'll go back to 96 when I played against Bruce Smith or against Derek Thomas in 98 or whatever year you want to talk about playing against top-end guys, it's about you more than them. Because if you make it about them, then you get in your head and you get all messed up. Look how good they are. Look how fast they are. Look how powerful. Look at the spin move. Look at a hump move. They can do this. They can do that and everything else. It's about you. It's about your technique. It's about your preparation. It's about you having a game plan and then going ex- ex- uh, executing the game plan. Because if you have that mindset, you'll be much more relaxed. If you're so worried about the guy you're playing against, and I've gotten my head where I've been all out of sorts thinking about the guy more than what I'm supposed to do. You'll be anxious. You'll be leaning. You'll get out of position. Your, your body position won't be right. Your foot won't, won't be right. You'll be just all out of sorts. And so the better the player is, the more you needed to make it about your technique, your game plan, and executing it. And then let the chips fall where they may. And what I tried to tell myself going to the games like that is – you know what? If I go do my execute my game plan, have great technique, compete my ass off, and play physical, and I still get beat, I can live with that. I can live with it. But what I can't live with, and if I go back in the history of my career, from college, I mean from pro to college to high school, and I and trust me, I got a messed up mind where I can remember every. I don't remember all the good stuff. I remember every bad play, every bad game. Every bad moment. Um, and I go back and think about those. You know where I get mad at myself? Is when it was in my head. Or mentally I allowed myself not to do what I knew I was supposed to do. Or I didn't trust my technique. Because I was worried about the guy I was playing against instead of just doing my job. Not once. Ever. Since I've been playing the game of football. Have I ever felt bad, looked back and been disappointed at any moment I ever went out and executed my game plan, was physical as can be, and let the chips fall how they may because I did my technique, I was ready, at a game plan, I was physical. I got beat. That's the game of football. You're going to get beat sometimes. And so that would be my advice. So to so to answer the question, no, you're not going to give him a pep talk. <laughs> However, we just got one. I, think. Yeah. I mean, that's how. I mean, I, I bet you if you talk to most guys that have success, 
That's the approach. I, I, I would agree with you 100%. Well done. Nice job. I'm, I'm ready to go block somebody now. So I hope Me too. I, Put a forearm in somebody's teeth. <laughs> I like and that. that. But that's the one thing with this Niner group, and yeah. we haven't talked a lot about them. They're mm-hmm. good. I've watched them. I did one of their games. They're not playing very well as of late, uh, but they're still you know losing closer games. And people, for, let's not forget, they and, and Pete, I haven't heard the latest, but they've been without their two best players in offense. Yeah. Two of the three. They have three. Yeah, I think McCaffrey – they have three superstars on offense. McCaffrey hasn't been healthy either. Yeah, but they have three superstars on offense. McCaffrey, Debo. Yeah, Debo's not really a superstar. I think he's Ayuk's a, a superstar receiver. in that system. Yes. I think he's Ayuk's so versatile. And Trent Williams is the other he's superstar. He's a star. That's a star. And then they got some other good players like Ayuk, very good player, George Which Kittle. Which games did you do? Which George, Kid- you George do? Kittle's the fourth superstar on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I did the Giants game on Monday night, was it? Thursday night? Yeah. Can't remember. They're, um, very, they're very star heavy, that roster. Yes. They have a great inside backer, two great inside uh, backwards, and Greenlaw and uh, Warner. Um, they have very good safety, the kid from SC. Um, can be, he can be beaten coverage, though. I'm not saying he can't, but he's a good player. And you know what they are, Pete, on both sides of the ball and JP? They are physical. Tough. They're tough and physical. So the mindset of not just the offensive line, but this entire team, you have to get your mind and body ready for a heavyweight fight. Like this is a game when you're going to go, I'm going to bloody them because they're going to try to bloody me. Yeah, I agree. And Pete, I remember, you know, back when I was playing, you know, the game, like the, there was all the games were physical. And I thought we were a pretty physical team. I mean, that was my perception of us. Pete, you might have a different one, but from a personal standpoint, when we played the Ravens, especially when they started getting good on those defenses, and they had a guy named Michael McCrary, who I probably respect as much of, as much as any player I ever played the game of football against. Um, like I would all week, all week, and I tried to do this every week, but it was highlighted this week. Is like, I, I like I, I got in this mindset it was like I'm going to a heavyweight brawl. 12 rounds and I'm either going to get knocked out or I'm going to knock them out. And like you have that mentality. So every play is a war. I mean, it is just, and Pete can tell you those games, they those games are physical wars and your battles with him were wars. I mean, I'm talking wars trying to kill each other. I mean, and you can't even get away with some of the stuff we did now. I mean, you couldn't get away with it now, but I mean, Trying, but that's I mean, how they got to play this week. Because if you don't, they'll start feeding off of that. Yes. And so what that does when you have that mentality and when you play, I, I think, first of all, I think you should play like that every week. I think that's the game of football. If I go I'm back to you. our opening conversation, my frustration with my alma mater, USC, is they don't have that attitude. The reason the SEC wins every damn year in college football is because they're tougher than everybody else. They're yep. more physical than everybody yep. else. And if you want to be a great team, if you want to be a championship team, you want to know why the Patriots won all those Super Bowls? It wasn't just because of Belichick and Brady. They were physical on defense. The attitude. It's they the old make, make his ass quit make, attitude. I mean, just yep. tough. And so 
My message to whether it's the offensive line or anybody, you want to be a championship team, you have to have that attitude. You better be ready and you better bring that to this game because that's who the 49ers are. I don't care that they've lost three straight. They're a wounded animal. They're going to even be more physical. And if they even get a hint, right, a hint, a whiff, right, of you backing down or you not right. ready for the physicality and the fight, you will get beat. Yeah, and but if, and, and it will be a feeding frenzy. But if that's you, who they but are. you know what? Here's the other thing: if you match that, and you match it from the first play, I promise you, they'll go. Oh. Uh-oh. It's like Rocky Four when Drago <laughs> looked at Rocky and he said he's not a man. He's a machine. He's a piece he's of a steel. Metal, right, yeah. He's a piece of steel. Because he, would, because be he physical, wouldn't back be nasty, down. Be violent. Be, yes. be all of that. Like I mean, and I, Doug will probably. Because the stars are on the other team, Tony. They are on the Let's other team. Mm. But here's... Remember how we always say who's a top five player at their position on the Jaguars team? There are pro- pro- prob- prob- probably six guys, guys on that team that are top five at their at their position. Mm. And I'll just say this. Yes. And I know we got to go. We got, but this is too we'll, important. We got I'm, more I'm fired up. I'm ready to go play. Apparently. Is this is. And, I mean. I don't mind in a game like this. And again, maybe you can't do this anymore. So forgive me, Doug, if you hear this. And if any player does this and blames me. Pete, every once in a while, these type of games, eh, getting a 15 yarder at the right time, sending a message. And not that you're trying to get a 15 yarder, but going up to the edge. As we used to say, as uh, I used to be taught, and again, is play through the echo. Of the whistle, don't play to the whistle. Play through the to the through the echo. Yeah, of like the if you're pin if you're pinned back on the one yard line and it's second down or something, eh? Well, you get a personal foul. It's only going to move it back a little bit. <laughs> no, but you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like you know what? Yeah, you know exactly and, what you're and, saying. And you know what? Don't let them get that extra shot on your running back. Or 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 you know what? If you're on defense, get that extra shot. Right on the running back. Send a message. Because here's the big opportunity, and this is what's exciting. Go beat the 49ers because everyone, even though they lost three straight, it's the 49ers. Right. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Debo Samuel. It's Trent Williams. It's George Kittle. It's Nick Bosa. It's Fred Warner. I mean, Greenlaw. I mean, these. it's the 49ers. You go punch them in the mouth and you physically – take it to them and you put a W up on the board. Doesn't mean you're going to the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean you're no, winning but the that's division. A, that, but that's a but it sends that a message to everybody. This is yep. who we are. Mm-hmm. Let's get a couple more questions in. Okay. Then we got to take a timeout. Um, at North Dakota Jag, could you give us the most heated interaction between the two of you during Tony's playing career? Yeah, I, I can. Let me see if Pete uh, Let me see if I agree with you. So there was twice. The first, the second, the second one wasn't really direct. Maybe it was directed at Pete, but there, uh, there was an incident. I think it was 2000 with Mark Brunel getting benched at the end of the Ravens game by Tom. 
And somebody from the media tried to make it a story about like quarterback controversy, and I lost it. Ah, uh, that might not have. I might not have been there then. So maybe I you left weren't in there. 2000. And then the other time is Pete. It was a it was a weekly heated on Monday because Pete had this propensity, and it was his job, so it wasn't really a propensity. He had a requirement to to grade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that got that got me in trouble more than anything I've ever done. He had to grade the each position group, and he, and I would no, just, that's not what it was though. Oh, it was a run game, pass game, or something. Yeah, like that? yeah it was it was it was pass game, run game, yeah. but there was always one category for the offensive line. The offensive line had its own only, category. It was the only position group that got graded as by itself. And I would just I'd come in hot. You weren't alone though, because you remember no. Leon. And then, I remember one time, I, Leon. Got, I walked into the locker room after a game, and Leon goes, "We don't give a hell about your damn grades, Pete." <laughs> and, and then one time we roped off an area that Pete wasn't allowed into. Yeah, yeah. That, but we, it was never heated. No, no. Uh, yeah, it also heated. You didn't get heated with me. No, Pete but, and I had tense conversations. Yes. And because I would go back at him, and Pete, as everyone knows, Pete. Is never going to back down from anybody. We had that tonight. Never, yeah. which I respect and appreciate it. And, and it's one of the reasons Pete and I are such good friends. Um, but it was always, we'd go at it, we'd disagree. But by the end of it, we were talking about the league in general because we both love yeah. football. Yeah. By the way, I got just before we go, JP, I got yeah. a text from a buddy of mine who was listening. He said, well, I think Tony needs a hug. You've had him all riled up, wound up today. Maybe JP can add that to his hosting duties. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I don't think so. That's not in the job description. I mean, I can read some, too, if uh, we want uh, to. I'll be back. Read them. No. What are we doing? What? We could read some tweets about Pete's. We the, could. Yes. We could. Read them. I don't care. We could. No, I'm a team player, Pete. We only have a few minutes left. That's why we can't. Because oh. we talked oh, yeah, about we're... crying in football for about a half hour earlier. That was a good segment. It was a really good one, actually. Hey, let's come back in a moment. Quick around the league. Monday night football. Oh, by the way, you choked oh, last be week. It better be, be it, you better, better do a better, better job. It can't, can't really be worse, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings. Welcome back. Final moments of Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. J.P. Shadrick next to Tony Baselli's massive foot on the desk. That is amazing. That's Jaguars.com. Holy smokes. What in the how world? To, how are you supposed to do Monday Night Football with that thing in your face? I don't know. I can't see anything. What did you say, Pete? I said, how are you supposed to do the Monday Night Football read when you got your foot this way? I don't know, but he's so, got to go fast. We have, we have uh, like two, two minutes. minutes left. For 10 years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. Monday Night Football, <laughs> Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa, and the three. You know, I can't do it with Tony laughing at me like that. What is that? You're staring at start me. Over, start over. Let's do it again. Start right. the music over. Hold All on. Right, let's let's start stop. Under pressure. He melts. Well, I was fine. And then Tony's staring right, at me I, through I a hole through me. Stop. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to get through it. Monday Night Football, Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa, and the 3-4 and four L.A. Chargers head across the country to MetLife Stadium to face Zach Wilson and the 4-3 and three New York Jets, Trevor Lawrence on the Manning cast tonight. Who you got in the Meadowlands? Uh, I'll I'll answer the I'll question. I'm going Jets. 
I think the Jets are tough. They are tough. And I think they play really good defense. Hmm. And do I think Zach Wilson's great? No. But I'll give the kid credit. He's in the biggest media market. They, everyone everyone kills him. You have national guys killing him. You have lo- local guys killing him. And he shows up. I, I like the Jets. I think they win. All right. Manning cast ESPN2. Trevor Lawrence, the second guest tonight. What time tonight? Uh, what time? Eight, whatever the game starts. Eight something. No, what, he's the second guest he's tonight? He's the second so guest. Okay. I've never okay. seen the Manning cast. Not once. It's you actually need to check well it out. done. Really well done. What, what's, what channel is it on? ESPN2. Thanks okay. for listening, Tony. That's great. That's Tony Baselli. That's Pete Briscoe. I'm J.P. Shadrick. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Mr. Chubby's Wings.